Hi everybody, you're listening to The Rock Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is everyday with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend that you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. Finding it at the top of our birth page, Rope Podcast. I'm Fox, she's Maya, I'm the rigger, she's the bottom, and we have been rope partners for a few years now. We're excited to share our passion for rope with you from our beautiful city of Bangkok. And today we're going to discuss the space where you want to do your rope. Um, So the factors that you might want to consider when putting your rope room together. So Fox, what do we think of first? What's our, our context for this? Um, I think our context for this, Maya, is that the place you're going to do rope into may have a big influence on the quality of your scene and of your photos. Okay, yeah, I think I think that's true. And I think that one of the things we have to think about at that, that beginning stage is what we actually want the space to do. So obviously, by its very nature, we want it to do rope in. But sometimes the room's going to, or the space is going to serve other purposes. So What kind of purposes could that space well, serve? Well, maybe it's just for rope, um, in inverted commas, or it's for all your kink, so it's more of a dungeon, or it's um, a place where just you'll go, or maybe other people will need to see it, and they could be non-lifestyle people or lifestyle people. Oh, interesting, like a part of your house that's, also serves another function, but sometimes you convert it to the rope there. Exactly. So a lot of um, people I know have a spare bedroom that they use as um, a rope room. So in those cases, their rope stuff needs to be able to be put away. Oh. And so, so when your mother-in-law comes to stay over, you want the <laughs> anal hooks to be put away. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, although when my mom, your whatever she is, came over, we left the suspension frame out and she was quite good about it. But yes, I think if there'd been anal hooks, well, first she wouldn't have known what they were, thankfully. Um, and secondly, Co- I, would not, obviously, right? I would not have wanted to try and explain them to her. Safety hangers. She's freaked out enough by us. Um, yeah, so so that idea of, is does this room need to transition between like a spare bedroom or an office and your dungeon? Mm-hmm. might mean that you build it differently than if um, it's permanently one thing. Okay. And on the other hand, if you have a room in your house where the door is always locked when your friends come over, they are going to think you're Bluebeard. Bluebeard. I was thinking that. Yeah. So that's um, another thing to think about. Like, how do you feel about having a place where people can't go? And this is a really interesting challenge probably for another day but um yeah what, what that's the first thing to think about like we're building a rope room but it might have other functions it might need to do other things so think about that because it's going to influence how you design it if you need lockable cupboards inside it if you're putting things away mm. um etc yeah if you if you have other people living in your house or if you have children it's probably a good idea to have cupboards that lock and make sure you are the only person with the key to them yeah just a thought uh so in that case is a rope room always going to be a dungeony painted black and red and (laughs) leather everywhere kind of deal 
No, I think the next question is what kind of a feel do you want the place to have? Um, and, that, I mean, you can have a rock space that's any kind of space that you like. And there's lots of factors that we would consider when thinking about how the space will feel, whether it will be very traditional dungeony, whether it will be that kind of Japanese aesthetic that we oh, see quite like a lot. Oh, you mean like a Japanese garden with gravels on the floor <laughs> and the rake? <laughs> Not exactly what I was going for, but maybe. I mean, I don't want to, you know. I mean, that, that must be think. that must be really comfortable for the bunny, right? No, I was thinking more of the many photos I've seen where there's um the Japanese screen and the bamboo and the I know they're not actually called kimonos but whatever they're called. Um Yukatas maybe? Maybe. I don't I don't have a strong I don't know very much about Japan and rope, so in that sense, in the sense of the words, it's not our, our kind of rope. So yeah, that that might be a feel that you want the place to have. Or you might want to be more of a yoga studio so we know mm. there are people in rope now who interestingly for me don't consider themselves particularly kinky mm. um and so for them uh rope might be more of a physical space um interesting yeah when so. you talk about that i'm uh, reminded of this beautiful platform on gopanyan that we uh, mm. tied together at which was uh, open the elements but had a, a, a tall roof with a lot of attachment points and i mm. think that's a place that was used for uh, aerial silks right yeah that was very beautiful yeah and they used it for all kinds of other activities um yep and and uh well it was just one of those things so that's okay. that's another thing i mean people are creating more public spaces or shared spaces and so if you're doing that that's again a different a different feel again Okay, interesting. So let's say, for the sake of the argument, that I want to create a rope space in my house, and I have That's goth I have... industrial. <laughs> okay, uh, that's an option. I'm not gonna lie. Although, interestingly, that's not what I went with for oh, my actual going? rope space. Oh, okay. Um, uh, and let's say uh, that in this case, I have enough room that I can devote a whole room to it. What are my options for equipping and decorating it? Okay, so I would say, um, first of all, thinking about the materials, so the physical things that you're going to put into it. So you can use uh, very natural materials um, like wood and stone um, and have that kind of aesthetic. You can have the more industrial aesthetic that we were talking about, so metal and uh, concrete. We've been to a lot of hotels rooms in Uh, Thailand recently where they have this very industrial aesthetic for some mm -hmm. reason it's very popular yeah. like a lot of exposed metal with bare concrete and bare concrete floors and that and, would work well with your suspension frame Maya uh yeah the one that we have at mine is um yeah it would um and then it, it would because your suspension frame is a piece of scaffolding scaffolding yes yeah. yes um and then there's a more fetishy um, piece, like so having rubber or leather or chains or anything more dungeony. Um, but basically the the materials that you use will in um, influence the, the thing. Or Japanesey, like lots of bamboo and yeah. um, and so on. And obviously when you make a strong choice to flavor your space in a certain way, 
hopefully you are doing so because you like that style. But you have to keep in mind that your play partners may or may not like that same style. Yeah, yeah, that's a, I mean, you're choosing it for you because you're probably going to be the one that wants it. But if, like you and me, we spend a lot of time in our spaces, mm -hmm. then you might want to get their input and do it together because otherwise <laughs> it would be sad if one person had to tie somewhere that they hated the whole time. Okay. Uh, besides the look of the place, are there any other considerations? Yeah, so I think we should be thinking about um, also enhancing that is lighting. So if you, um, I know, so it's taken like two years to persuade you that lighting is important, but I think we've got there now, no? I mean the no? sticker tape on the windows of the old rope studio that was making uh, <laughs> rainbows on the wall was pretty good lighting pretty. in some way. That was pretty. Um, yeah, when, when we met a few years ago, you definitely were not into lighting. It took a year to get you to... Um, actually invest but now I think you can see how changing the lighting can really change the intimacy of a room obviously from a photography perspective it's important but also just from a style of the scene so if you have so we have in um, the rock space uh, at your place um, the opportunity for sunrise which we um, see quite a lot because we're up early and the light then is very beautiful but a particular style um, but then in the evening we have other lights and so that creates a different kind of intimacy um, um, de definitely and I found that in that same space by using uh, directed lights I have a few lamps that I can reorient that are on the, a flexible pole kind of thing uh, you can light your model in a certain way and enhance uh, the volume of the body in different ways. So if you're into photography, uh, you definitely want to think a bit. Uh, See how Bunny lighting. was right about yeah. the lighting. Uh, and it's up to you to decide how fancy you want to get with it. Like you can actually equip yeah. your robe space with semi-permanent uh, spotlights and dimmers and screens and all kinds of things, depending on what your goals are with rope, if you're very into the photography aspects, or if on the other hand you think all those things would get in the way of your connection with your partner and you yeah, want something yeah. simpler. It's a and this is another good um, reminder about, you know, what, what kind of rope are you going to be doing there? Because if you're a photographer, like a pro photographer, then obviously <laughs> photography is going to be the main purpose of your rope room and so all your stuff is going to be more photography stuff yeah so it's a very different purpose and your purpose for sure um impacts your uh, design the backdrop is also quite important so whatever you have there will end up a in your photos but b everyone who comes into that space will see them so what does that mean uh, that means you end up with a FetLife profile full of piles of dirty socks. <laughs> Not in our house, we don't. And that it's doesn't get you any play, honestly. If, if like, your house is a mess and you have a terrible-looking comforter that looks oh. like it's back from the 80s with a vengeance, uh, yeah, it's not going to look sexy. When you look at those photos again in a few years, you're going to be sad that they look like crap. So declutter your space, think that anything that's lying around 
is going to be lying around in those rogue photos forever. Yeah, and that includes personal things. So one thing that you're very good at reminding me about is to take out anything with my name on that might be scattered around or even personal photos of other people. You probably don't want them in your photo of you and your pussy. I mean, not your pussy, but someone else's pussy. Yeah, I think that trophy of you were winning the table tennis championship in middle school that has your name on it probably shouldn't be in the rope photo. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. We really love making this rope podcast and sharing it with you. Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free, far from it actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You'll find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. So Maya, I'm a bit surprised because since you're at the bottom here, I thought you were going to be all about the comfort of the space. Yeah, comfort is quite important to me, um, for sure. And that might be around things like... um, that you lie on or that you use to support like mats or rugs or or cushions what kinds um, of mats have you used for rope um so with the suspension frame uh mine we have like proper gym mats which have been super useful and we have two of those underneath it and so they're that, quite quite thick right yeah really thick really like thick you could uh, you could drop on them not that you ever have but you could drop on them and they would uh yeah, cushion your fall quite well yeah. Yeah, and at yours we have um, a bed under the yeah. suspension frame. <laughs> the world's best bed. Is the world's best bed. It's a great bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I quite like tying on the rugs myself. You quite like what on the rugs? Tying, like, tying on them. Tying on them. Okay, so yeah. like a floor space and tying on a rug. Yeah, there is a very famous rug in Bangkok <laughs> that many people have been tied on. Uh, yeah, it's that, true. It has a very particular design yeah that, that lives at uh, one of our uh, friends houses and her friend likes to throw parties and if you've got a good eye for rugs you, you can tell that a number <laughs> of people in it. Bangkok both on the rigor side and the bunny side have tied on that rug because it's in a lot of photos yes. uh, but yeah rugs are actually uh, a really nice way to make uh, your space more comfortable and if you have good taste in choosing them they can really improve your rope photos a lot yeah and so that's a good uh, a good point that i was thinking so if we think about my space we actually have three maybe even four places that we tie so we have the suspension frame which has mats on it we tie in the bedroom obviously we tie in the living room on um a movable mat so we have like a almost oh, yeah. like a futon mat that we can move around and we tie on the sofa so there's plenty of places that we can tie. Mm-hmm. And one is a more formal space where the suspension frame is, obviously. But there are also other spaces that we, we use. Whereas at your place, we tend to tie around the suspension frame or very occasionally on the balcony, but mostly on the suspension frame. Yeah, that's true. It's uh, it's more of a, a dedicated space. I guess space on the desk the, the, as well. The rope is there and, and so on. So it's, it's true that you might have more of 
one space where everything is ready and you want to tie there because it's just a lot more practical or you might have different options in flexible your house. Spaces. Yeah, okay, that's true. Yeah. Uh, speaking of flexible, I think having a few well-chosen cushions in your rope arsenal is a really good idea. Yeah, agreed. And uh, again, it took a while to convince you, but mainly that's because you used to think it was because of comfort, which I still think it's for, but now you also see it as something to use for sex positions, no? Uh, sex positions, yes, but also rope <laughs> positions. You can support yeah. your mother's body in a number of ways, and you can even tie around the cushion. Well, obviously, we live in Thailand, and in Thailand, we have this whole uh, Thai massage culture, and in all the shops, there's a ton of finely shaped cushions, like triangle ones, all, all kinds of shapes of cushions, and you can incorporate those into creative tying positions. That's the first yeah. way I would use them. Yeah. Um, and then even if you're doing a suspension and your your bunny is not going to be touching any floor or cushions, when you bring her down, it's quite nice to have a nice cushion to put under her head so she can relax for a bit. You can aftercare on it. So they have their place, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, temperature is also very important in terms of comfort. Uh, yeah, so you like uh, you like really cold spaces, right? I but... do not. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like the cold like, at all. You put your parka on, you put your wool hat on, and then you're ready for rope. Well, luckily, uh, we live in Thailand, so essentially it is hot most of the time. I'm almost never cold in Thailand. Um... In fact, if you've never been to Thailand, houses here do not have heating. Yeah. Yeah, they do not. Uh, in fact, I'm quite hot right now because I do not have my fan on because we're recording. And I Likewise. bet you, are hot. yeah, oh, I am. I am dripping. Oh, that's. I, I think our female lovely. listeners will enjoy that's doing that little piece of detail. Thanks for that mental picture. Uh-huh. Uh, on on the positive you. side, I am also shirtless. <laughs> anyway, so bunnies. Yeah, in general, I think bunnies like to be warm from a practical perspective your muscles are more flexible okay, when you're sure. warm so if you're cold um, and for me I have this chronic pain thing so my muscles mm. seize up when I'm cold and certainly when I went to the UK or when I have been in the UK and tied there um, I've wanted to tie in clothes uh, whereas here I would tie in underwear or naked and there I, it's just much unless I'm in someone's bedroom and warm um, so pro tip, if you like your play partners to get naked, probably provide them with a warm space. Yeah, definitely. Actually, when I tied uh, with someone last time I went over, a, f a friend there, I actually said that to him up front because it was uh, winter. And I said, please, please, please make sure it's warm. <laughs> and he was very good about it and made sure it was nice and warm. Um, what else, Fox, do we... Okay, I'm going to be very practical here, but this is a born of experience. Think about access to a bathroom from your rope place. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> because in the old office we used to uh, work and tie at, uh, we didn't have a bathroom because it was an office building and we'd uh, rented an office space that did not include a bathroom. We had to cross a shared corridor to get to okay. the nearest bathroom and so when you're getting in the mood you're getting ready to play you already got naked maybe maybe you even have a rope harness on because you're preparing for a suspension and then you realize you forgot to go to the bathroom it's a bit awkward 
Yeah, so yeah. Use the force bunnies out of the door immediately. Come in. Okay, can you go to the loo so we can, you know? <laughs> I actually did that. I know. I know. Uh, so yeah, that's a thing to keep in mind, uh, and I think it's a good idea in general to use the bathroom uh, before your rope scene, unless you're going for that uh, Japanese uh, urge to pee Desperate. and torch desperateness, which has a name in Japanese that I don't remember right now, but kind of an interesting fetish. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, think about will you have access to a bathroom? Uh, will you want to take a shower before mm. or after you scene? How's yeah. that gonna work mm. out? Maybe provide uh, a nice um, bathrobe mm -hmm. to your partner if uh, if there's if you have to cross a more public space when nudity wouldn't be appropriate to get to the shower and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. So what else do we need from a practical point in our uh, rope space? Practical points, like? great pun. Um, attachment points. Potentially, if we want to do a suspension, we're probably going to need one of those. Okay. Or several. Uh, we are not, in this episode, going to go into what makes a hard point, because that's quite a deep subject with safety uh, implications, so that deserves its own episode, really. But you want to consider whether that's a point you can actually do a suspension from safely, and you should know what that is. Mm. We touched really on that in our episode with Kinky Engineer, so I'll put a link to that in the notes. Yeah. Or maybe you have a weaker point that you can just do vertical anchoring to. And the difference is, in one case, you're just like tying a person's hands over their heads to that point, but they're actually on the floor, so their weight is being supported. Versus in a suspension, they're hanging from the rope, and obviously the thing needs to be a lot stronger to hold their weight in a dynamic way. But I suggest that you make sure that your bottom also knows that, because as we know from my <laughs> thing, sometimes your bunny has a um, uh, an inclination to suspend herself even to say, when it's to be a partial. And then yeah, jump up, and then the ceiling comes down. They've been well. We've never had the ceiling come down, but there've certainly been some partials that I've made into suspensions, even momentarily, just for fun. So yeah. yeah that's actually a good point. You need you need to tell your bunny what the <laughs> space is about to do, and also sometimes you have bunnies who like to hang upside down from your suspension frame and then call for help when they can't get down on their own. That was one time. It was one time. It was really funny. Um, so while we're on safety, uh, I recommend you give your space a scan for potential hazards. Mm, that's a very good point. So what, what might constitute a hazard? What would we be looking out for? Well, if you let your kids in that room, maybe look for Lego bricks you could step on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a very good point. Been there. <laughs> uh, yeah, in general, things you could bang into if you have someone in rope and they're moving around, they're in the suspension and they're spinning. Like, is there any object close to where you're tying them where they could hurt themselves onto it? Yeah. Uh, is there something overhead? So if you stand up a bit quickly during the rope, uh, are you gonna bump your head on something? And of course, you have the nightmare scenario of uh, something's wrong with the rope. You panic, you stand up really quickly to get to your cutting tool, and then you oh brain yourself gosh. on something and you fall unconscious. And yeah. you've got a, a bigger incident. Uh, so yeah, overhead is a thing, definitely, especially when you have lower suspension frames. Mm. Uh, it's quite easy to have situations where you could hurt yourself uh, standing up. 
Uh, and then in general, anything that's sharp, hard, pointy. Uh, if you're not lucky enough to live in Thailand, you might have radiators on the wall, and those are usually <laughs> not super pleasant to bump into. Uh, if you are in Thailand, you might have fans either on the floor, on the ceiling. You might have lamps of all kinds that you could like get tangled into. So, clearing your space and having plenty of room to work with is probably a good idea. Okay. Um, so, what kind of rope spaces have we seen? We've tied between us in quite a lot of places. What What are some examples for people that we can we can share? And, and once again, I think that is going to be colored a bit by the fact that we've mostly uh, tied in a tropical country. So depending yeah. on which part of the world you live in, dear listener, might be slightly different. Uh, one thing we quite like in Thailand is rooftops. Yeah, yeah, very much so. You can get some beautiful rooftops here that are quite high up, have nice views, have the sunset, have the sunrise, um, have furniture on the top of them. Um, and they're usually yeah. fairly private. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you could tie in gardens and uh, forests near fixtures like uh, waterfalls and so on. And that's oh, yes, nice we did. We tied on a beach once. That was really beautiful. Oh, the beach. We should actually link to that photo, I think, because okay. it's, uh, <clears throat> I think it's quite special. <laughs> it's a beautiful, yeah. You can tie in industrial spaces like warehouses. Those, those can be uh, easy to get access to, and usually they have uh, metal beams or things like that that are structural and you can yeah. potentially tie to. Yeah, we've tied in plenty of hotel rooms uh, of all mm. kinds, <clears throat> and we often look to choose hotel rooms that have interesting features that we can use in our scenes. And or suspension possibilities. And or suspension possibilities, yeah. 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 And obviously then you've got your BDSM dungeons. If you're in... Uh, a bigger city, there's probably one of those around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if there's a pole dancing place or a yoga studio that does aerial and so on, probably there's a shot you could tie there. Yeah, and any um, any place which has um, got a floor, essentially you could tie and do floor rope. So don't forget, we're talking a lot about suspension possibilities, but really... You can tie anywhere with the ground. <laughs> so, uh, okay. in fact, we tied on um, the at the Kopanyang, uh, what's it called, full moon party. We did even. tie at the full moon party. Luckily, not on the ground because it was not on the ground, fairly dirty. Yeah. Uh, but actually, standing up and dancing in the middle of the crowd, we did some uh, some simple tying uh, to the astonishment of a number of the revelers. Yeah, tying while dancing. So that so I mean. I think that's worth remembering, like people might listen to this episode and think, oh, I've got to create a fancy space. You, re you really don't. You can tie anywhere. Um, this is more if you have the time and the resources and the room ideas to think about. Um, and you can also create temporary spaces. So, so we talked about when we go on holiday, we talked about the idea of having a room that sometimes is a rope space, sometimes is a spare bedroom. Mm -hmm. um, so how, what's the kind of, quick ways of creating a temporary space when you want to create atmosphere, what do you do? So uh, It can be nice if you have a, a big rope bag that contains not only your rope, but maybe also some pieces of material you can put on the floor, hang on the walls, uh, you can maybe dim a light with them. 
as long as you do it in a way where you're not, you know, going to set Staying fire. on fire. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, maybe a couple candles if you can uh, hold those in a safe way as well. Um, and you know what else you can do? You can blindfold your bunny. Yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> like, I, I think if you want to create atmosphere for the bottom, blindfolding the bunny is a good idea. Probably in a space you don't know, blindfolding the wigger isn't ideal, but the, the bottom you can for sure. Honestly, I think blindfolding the rigger doesn't make as big a difference as some people might think. Uh, I, I know personally I tie almost exclusively by touch. I'm never looking at what I'm tying. So as long as I can find A, my rope, and B, my bunny. Yeah, um, it's more, I was thinking, if it's a space you don't know, you might like fall off the bed or hit your head. or. Yeah, then again, I don't feel that's a super big issue, at least in my case. Anyway, so how else might we create a temporary space? Are so you lighting candles? We've taken um, a scent, well, I've taken a scented candle for us to place in. Uh, yeah, actually having a nice uh, smelling space. Because often uh, hotels can smell antiseptic. Yeah, and if you have nice smells, it's going to help both. Uh, or, I mean, everyone that's playing be more yeah. relaxed and have a better time. Yeah. Okay, so that's all from us at the Rock Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from, at iTunes, Teachers. Um, come friend us on our FedLife page, Rock Podcast, uh, and consider supporting us on our Patreon. Um, if you have time as well, give us a review, because they make a really big difference to us reaching more ropey people. We love questions from listeners, so drop us a message on Fed, and we'll try and answer you in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.